Hey, good morning, my fearless followers. How are we doing today? Did we have a good week? Anything good happen? Anything special happen? Anything unexpected? Anything redonkulous? I want to hear about it. All the redonkulousness in the world. That's, that's my thing. I love it. Hey, I'm uh, recording a day early today or this time because I'm going to be traveling tomorrow, which is when I would normally be recording. And so <clears throat> I thought, let's talk about traveling. Everybody travels, right? And travel can be so stressful. And, you know, right now with the masks and the vaccines and the all that, I don't know what to expect when I get to the airport tomorrow. And, you know, the airport's one of my best places. I love the airport. I love to people watch. I love to make up little stories about, like, where do I think they're going and what do I think their story is? <laughs> you know, all the stuff that's none of my business. But, you know, when you see a guy running through the airport brushing his teeth, it makes you kind of wonder, you know? And, you know, getting to the airport, making sure you have everything packed, it's, it's really stressful. So let's talk about that a little bit. Well, how would you get to the airport? Let's see, there's a bunch of options. We've got the airport shuttle, we've got Uber, Lyft, taxis, friends, family, hitchhiking, bus, you know, there's tons of ways to get to the airport. None of which are convenient because, I mean, think about it. Even if you drive yourself to the airport, it's not convenient because then you have to pay to leave your car somewhere, either in one of those lots or at the airport. And nobody wants to do that. Uh, well, I guess I can't say that because people do it all the time. That freaking airport parking lot is always packed and so are the lots. So I guess people do leave their cars. But I don't think I would, I, you know. I don't know, because the, the airport and the lots, they don't assume any kind of responsibility for your vehicle. So if something happens, you're pretty much SOL. Like you have no recourse other than for your insurance rates to go through the roof because you have to report it. So anyway, so, you know, I'm gonna have Bianca take me in the morning. We have to be there really, really, really early. Oh gosh, I hate going early. But the good thing about going early is it's usually not very busy. And the less busy it is, the more advantageous it is for me. Because when people start rushing and hustling and bustling, and I get lost in the shuffle. You know, when you have the TSA agents and they're like, oh, over here, ma'am, over here. I can't see who's talking. I can't see if they're waving their arm. I can't see none of that. And so it's, it's not helpful to me. And then it seems like they get pissed off when I don't hear them and they start yelling even more. I'm like, you know, that kind of crap really pisses me off, okay? I don't know that you're talking to me. It's not that I can't hear you. I hear you just fine. I just don't know that you're talking to me, you know? And, and see, and that's the thing. There's 5,000 people in line and you're just gonna yell, hello, ma'am. Can't you say, like, uh, ma'am in the blue dress or, you know, whatever. Hey, lady with the dog. Like, um, frustrating, you know? But, yeah, well, you know. Oh, coffee this morning is my friend, people. Anyway, 
So you get to the airport and, you know, either check a bag, don't check a bag, whatever, figure out where you need to go. And the worst part is they tell you get there two hours early and never once have I almost missed my flight. So I get there and then I end up sitting there. However, one of the perks of being disabled is I get to board first. So on Southwest, that means I get my pick of seats. So I do like that. See, this whole being disabled thing, it does have its perks every now and then. There are small perks, I'm not gonna lie. They're stupid and ridiculous, but you know what? I'm gonna take what I can get. <laughs> Shoot. Um, you know, and, and so you get to the airport, right? And the, the TSA agents, I'm not entirely sure how they get trained or even if they get trained, because if they do get trained, there's zero consistency. Okay. So when I've traveled with my cane, I've been asked to, uh, leave it straight and put it through the metal detector. I've been asked to collapse it and run it through the metal detector. I've been asked to hold it when I go through the metal detector. Like there's no consistency, none. Same with the dog. Now I, I have traveled actually quite a bit with Garmin already, but um, when I traveled with Carbon, it was like, every time I went to the airport, it was something different. There was, it was, take the harness off and run that through the metal detector. The TSA agent takes the dog and walks the dog through and then pats him down. Or leave the harness and everything on. I walk the dog through, everybody gets patted down. There was one time they had me completely take everything off of carbon. Um, had my boyfriend at the time go through the metal detector and then call carbon to him so that carbon could run through the metal detector with nothing on. And then I had to redress him on the other side of the metal detector. Not to mention, I had to go to the metal detector without any aid because they took my dog. Like, so when I got carbon, uh, oh, carbon, garmin, carbon, garmin, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> they did that to me on purpose, I'm telling you. Um, we actually, I, and this was not how it was explained to me when I got carbon, and I like this way a lot better, and this is what I've actually done. So, folks, those of you with a guide dog, listen up. This is the easiest way. You need to walk up to the metal detector with confidence. That's the key. If you're all mousy and quiet and like, oh, um, I don't know where to go, I don't know what to, then they're gonna take your dog and run them through the thing and you're gonna be hosed and it's just gonna be a hot mess, okay? Trust me, because I've had it happen. I've had it happen multiple times, multiple times. And I'll tell you what, I go in there now with confidence. I don't know what in the hell I'm doing. I don't know how they're gonna react, but I know what my rights are and I know how I am going to handle the situation. Okay, that's where you get your confidence. Okay, dig into that. Now, first of all, know that your rights are, they cannot separate you from your dog, period. Or your cane for that matter. That would be like 
saying, okay, we're going to pick up this paraplegic out of his wheelchair and we're going to carry him through the metal detector and then break down the wheelchair and run it through the, the scanner. That's the most asinine thing I've ever heard. And nobody would put up with that. Nobody. Nobody in the airport would put up with that. Like, that's just, that's ridiculous, right? That's what everybody would say. That's ridiculous. You can't. But nobody thinks about it with the dog. I rely on Garmin just as much as a paraplegic relies on his wheelchair. And, and that's, you know, that's the fact of the matter. Garmin is furry and lovable and fun, and that's the only difference. He, when I'm at the airport, he is my accessibility tool, period. And they cannot take that, okay? So here's what you do. You walk up, when it's your turn, you put your purse or your backpack on the thing, and you say this to the TSA agent. You say, I am visually impaired. My dog has metal. I'm gonna have him sit. I'll go through the metal detector, and then I'm gonna call the dog to me, and then you can pat down the dog. And that's exactly what you do. Have the dog sit, make a long leash, have the dog stay, go through the metal detector, let them pat you down if they need to, and then call your dog to you. That's how you do it. With your cane, you can do the same thing for the most part. If you're comfortable running it through the scanner, that's fine. You know, some people have enough vision and, and don't have an issue with doing that. My only issue with doing that is if, if they can separate you from your cane, they think they can separate you from your dog. And that's, you know, maybe that's not true, but that's how I see it. Give them an inch, they'll take a mile. And, and I'm just more about protecting myself and protecting uh, those that, uh, that have the same needs as I do, okay? I'm about protecting you guys and your rights. And, you know, and I don't think the TSA agents are like being malicious or being jerks or anything like that. I just don't think they get the proper training. And I would love, see, I could even do that. Just travel the world, travel the country and train people on how to be decent to somebody with a disability. What has this world come to where that could actually be a full-time job? It's ridiculous. Anyways, and then once you and your dog are through, or you and your cane are through, you know, oh, I'm sorry, and about the cane. Okay, so you could either run through the, the scanner thingy, or you tell the TSA agent, look, my cane is aluminum. It's going to set off the metal detector. I'm going to hold it, and I'm going to put it through first, and then I'm going to walk through. So you would extend your arm, right, holding the cane in front of you and letting that get, you know, go through the metal detector, and then you walk through. Um, that's going to be the easiest way. And, and nine times out of ten, the TSA agent is not going to offer you their hand. I'm not sure why that is. They are scared of cooties before cooties even came. Um, but, but usually they don't. Uh, sometimes they do. And I have had some TSA agents that have just been so phenomenal and, and just made the whole experience seamless. And, and that's how it should be. 
we are stressed out enough. Don't make it worse on us, please. Like, I mean, come on. And you definitely do want to give yourself enough time. I mean, you never know how long the TSA, the, the security line is going to be. So you do want to give yourself enough time and stuff happens. I lost my phone at, at a gate and I guess it ended up getting returned to security and I had to run all around trying to get it. I mean, it was, it was terrible. I was freaking out. I was just, it, it was a mess. Garmin and I were running through the airport trying to, oh, go to security, go back to the gate we were at, go to here, go to there. And it's frantic and it's frustrating and it's scary, you know, and, and you can't see and it just stop and breathe, you know, stop and breathe. It's going to be okay. Um, the more stressed out you are, the more you're going to stress yourself out. And it's, it's sad, but it's a vicious cycle and you have to be able to just calm down and, and regroup. And a lot of times Having the dog is supposed to make life easier for us, but a lot of times it, it does make it more stressful. It really does because you're, people are ridiculous and, and your dog is trained, but people aren't. And I'm starting to believe that a lot of people are not trainable. Um, and, you know, the airport is a, a confusing place. And so your emotions your dog is going to feed off of those emotions. And if you're stressed out and frantic, your dog is going to become stressed out and frantic. So it's very important that if you're going to travel, that you go to the airport with the mindset that I'm going to get, I'm going to get in there, I'm going to do what I need to do, and I'm going to get to where I need to be. Because if you go in there with any kind of anxiety, that's going to reflect on your dog and you're not going to work as well as a team. And that's going to create more stress. And it just goes downhill. It really does. And if, and if you go in there and you guys are working together as a team, it's seamless and it works. And that's how it's supposed to be. But you're going to run into people. And, and inevitably, people are going to F that up for you. Your seamless, stressless, uh, anxiety, well has now become anxiety. And, you know, you're gonna get people wanting to talk to the dog, wanting to pet the dog, wanting to ask about the dog, and you're just trying to get where you're going, you know? And I don't understand why people don't get that. Like, I am in a hurry. I'm trying to get to where I need to be, and you wanna stop and talk to me about how cute my dog is. I, I get it, and, and I appreciate it, but I don't appreciate it, if that makes sense. You know, I, I have a goal and I have things I need to do and I'm not trying to, you know, stop and have a conversation about. I just, I don't know. But, you know, once you're sitting down and you're settled, then have a conversation with people. Talk about the dog. Let the dog relax. Don't, do not take your dog off harness and let people pet, especially right before you get on the plane. That would be a very bad idea. What I'm saying is lay him down, let him relax, let him de-stress, let yourself de-stress. You know, people, 
I, I really want to believe people are not trying to be rude and trying to stress me out. And so I have to keep reminding myself that, um, that people are just ignorant. And, you know, my poor dog is, is doing the best he can. Um, but when he's working with a frazzled handler, you know, there's only so much you can do. And, and so I encourage you, on your way to the airport, talk yourself up if you need to. Um, and, and get yourself in a mindset of knowing, okay, this is how it's going to go down, but I know something's going to get in the way. You know, just be prepared for that. And it makes things so much easier. You know, and the one other, the, the other good thing that the airport has going for it, uh, well, not uh, JFK, I'll tell you that one. Um, but the signs, the signs are usually very large, very easy to read, contrasted, you know, so it's, it's especially here in Phoenix, it's, it's great. I, I mean, the signs, I got to get right up on them, but I can see them, and it's amazing. JFK was not so much, their signs were yellow with white letters. That is horrible, and the lighting in that airport is horrible as well. Um, so, yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, airports are confusing. Oh my gosh, I flew into LAX when I got Garmin and holy crap, that airport is ridiculous. I had to get on a city bus to go <laughs> to where I needed to be. Like, holy crap, that was a crazy airport. Um, but anyways, I'm just saying, you know, you're going to run into stuff. But you know, do your best to enjoy yourself and do your best to relax, you know. Um, it's really, the flight part is pretty easy, you know. Um, I prefer to fly Southwest because uh, first come, first serve seating and I always get in the bulkhead, which gives the dog the most room. Um, other airlines, they'll charge you to sit in the bulkhead because it has more room. And I don't want to pay extra for that. And I shouldn't have to pay extra for that. But now it's even if you call to book a flight, you have to pay extra. There's a fee to call in to book a flight to speak to an agent, which I don't get because that used to be their job. Before, you know, everybody had computers and whatever, you called the airline and you said, hey, okay, hey, I need to get a flight. That was how, I mean, if you could afford a travel agent, I guess you did it that way, but that was how you did it. You called the airline, hey, I need to get a flight to such and such on such and such a day, right? Now you call to do that, okay, well, you know, you should really do that online, otherwise there's a $50 charge. What? Now all of a sudden I have to pay $50 more for you to do your dang job? What in the hell? That's ridiculous, people. I think it's funny, though. You know? And, and I get it. Using the computer is more convenient for everybody. But after my experience with American Airlines, I, I don't really like doing it online. I mean, I will now with Southwest with my app. But that's pretty much it because I don't want to mess up again and end up getting screwed over because these airlines have no human decency 
and you know to be willing to work with somebody that made a human error I just oh and I get it okay maybe I am asking for a little bit of special treatment on that and you know what so so what if I am so what if I want a little bit of special treatment is that, why is that wrong everything else in my life is a freaking battle right so when I can get a little bit of special treatment, you're damn right I'm going to take advantage of that. And I'm going to ask for it. If I feel, I mean, that, that whole thing. Okay, for those of you who didn't hear, the short version of the story is when my youngest son graduated from basic training, I arranged my flight out there. And I went through American Airlines. Well, I flew on American Airlines, but I had gotten my my flight online through like cheaptickets.com and I had accidentally booked my departure and returning flights on the same day and which was not the day that I was at the airport. I had booked apparently my departure and my return both on the day I wanted to return and no matter how much I tried to explain to the people on the phone when I was calling, because you have to call the cheap tickets, customer service, and you have to call American Airlines and all this. And I, I tried. God knows I tried. And I thought, how? How could this have not even been caught by your guys' system? It, it's impossible. This flight's not even possible with the times to fly there and turn around and fly right back. And why? Why would you guys not let me just switch flights? And they, but they charged me $250 to switch flights. And I feel like I should have been allotted a little bit of um, special consideration for that. I'm freaking blind, trying to reserve tickets on a phone because your stupid customer service people want to charge to do their job. It just, the whole thing was so ridiculous. And so, yes, I will... I, I prefer to fly Southwest, and on the app, I, you know, I do okay. But still, I, I still have that fear every time, too. When I go to the airport, I'm like, oh, jeez. But I, I have to put it down. I have to squash it, and I have to just walk in there confident and know that I'm going to get to where I need to be, and they're not going to separate me from my dog, and that's that. Oh, and I also learned that there are indoor relieving areas in the airports. I'm going to warn you, they are disgusting. If you can get to an outdoor one, I highly recommend you do so because the indoor ones are funky. I think it's awesome that the airports do it um, because sometimes you're stuck there for hours and once you, you can't go out of security and try and come back in and you know, you're kind of stuck in there. And so I think that's awesome that they have them. Uh, I wish they were not so disgusting, you know. Maybe put them on the edges where you can open some windows or something. I don't know. Um, but anyways, uh, for some more uh, travel stories, you can uh, get my book on Amazon, You Can't Even Begin to Imagine, Gaining Strength While Losing My Sight. Uh, there's also st some stories in earlier podcasts. Um, I'm also working on my second book. It's called The Best Part of Being Blind. And uh, there will be some great stories in that as well. And that'll be available on Amazon. I'm hoping by the end of the year, 
but that is not necessarily going to happen because I'm also hoping to move at the beginning of next year. So I've got a lot on my plate, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm glad. And that's why I retired. I wouldn't be able to get done all the things I want and need to get done while working. No way. So I'm good. I'm good with my decision and I'm good with where I'm at. Um, so I hope you guys have a great weekend. Um, I will be in beautiful Dana Point, California, and I am super excited to be at the beach. It's been way too long since I've been to my happy place. Um, so have a great weekend. Uh, hit me up on social media, Navigating Life with Lara and Garmin Facebook page, at Garmin Navigates on Twitter, uh, nav um, Garmin Navigates at Outlook.com. Uh, Hit me up. Let me know what's going on. Give me uh, some suggestions, questions, comments, snide remarks, uh, whatever you got going on. Have a great weekend. I know I'm going to, and uh, I will uh, have a great episode for you guys on Tuesday. Until then, God bless.